Shooters Connection offers products for competition shooters by competition shooters. With over 80 years of combined competition shooting experience, Shooters Connection is staffed by master and grandmaster shooters who live the shooting sports every day. Every day. We offer same-day shipping. Shooters Connection also sponsors over 100 of your matches every single year. So when it comes to finding everything you need to compete as a beginner or a seasoned grandmaster, Shooters Connection is the only name you need to know. Online at ShootersConnectionStore.com. Merry Christmas from Jeff Cotton of the Hit Factor. Uh... That was so lame. That's okay, though. It is Christmas, or it's this is going to come out a couple of days before Christmas time, yeah. uh, which is, I mean, it should be an exciting time for anybody, right. especially, like, if you have little kids, like, then it's like Christmas is exciting, right? Because they get, like, super excited, even oh, though, yeah. like, Christmas, like, Christmas doesn't, like, get me, like, super jazzed up, mm-hmm. uh, personally, but my kids are... Like my oldest is four, so like he's just now like, like understanding like Santa Claus and presents and yeah, can understand that from like further out, right? Like last year he kind of understood Christmas and yeah, we get presents at Christmas, but like as far as like that was kind of like you only tell him like a couple of days ahead of time, right? Because they can't handle they <laughs> right. can't handle the anticipation. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And they get upset so now he's like, oh yeah, uh, Christmas is in like two weeks. And they're like, right now? And you're like, no. Exactly. And they're like, tomorrow? And you're like, no, in, in two weeks. And they're like, like when I wake up? And like, no. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough conversation. Yeah. So our, our old, well, Declan and Thea are the same age, basically. Um so yeah, like there's Chris presents under the tree, and he kind of knows like which ones are his, and he, I mean, he he still asks if he can open them, but mm-hmm. he can at least be patient and wait a little bit. That's good. That's good for him. It is. It is good. So yeah. So uh, as you guys heard, uh, Shooters Connection is sponsoring the podcast, and like for the shooter in your life. Which probably means the person that's actually listening to this, most likely, right? That's just the case. Uh, Yeah, it's a a great place to get Christmas Mm -hmm. ideas and presents. Uh, So tonight, we are having a "What do you want for Christmas?" from USPSA Santa. Hmm. And the. yeah, USPSA Santa, as Jeff dubbed him. It can't be powders, primers, bullets. Or like it can't be like reloading supplies and ammo because everybody wants those. Everybody wants more mm. of those, and we understand that. Got it. Okay, wait. If you had to imagine one person in USPSA or that has shot USPSA that would be Santa, who would it be? that's it like i actually thought of that was thinking of that question before you asked me um (laughs) like do we have to go with traditional santa does it have to be like i guess not a fat jolly dude (laughs) i mean rob latham would fit that description pretty well there you go 
uh, you know, he could be Santa. Uh-huh. Uh, Phil Strader would be a fun Santa, but he right. would be more of the drunk Santa, I think. Mm. If Possibly. if it was Phil, he would probably be a fun Santa, though. Yeah, it's true. Um, I don't know who you got. Does it have like? I would rather it be like, like a chick or something. Would you? Would you? Yeah. Interesting. Uh, it's Jason Bradley. Uh, it's Jason Bradley. Jason Bradley. That is yeah. the answer. Oh, he's Santa for sure. Just I got the beard. He would be a grumpy Santa, but he would be my Santa. I okay. I could get behind Jason Bradley being Santa and Sasquatch being his elf. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right. So USPSA Christmas. Uh, I mean, I know, like right now, what I want. Uh, if I was if I was buying for myself, which I will end up, I won't get it for Christmas, but I will end up probably sometime this year. I can't get it for Christmas because we have bought too many presents for everybody else. So that means nothing for me, which is don't, I mean, don't have a pity party. I, I've bought plenty of stuff for myself lately. There's no, no pity party here, but, uh, I want to get a, like a Lynx belt system to try out for this year. Mm. See, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to try that. Uh, I need to get another T1000. Because I have the T1000 hanger on my limited rig right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't like swapping holsters back and forth on belts. So I need to get another T1000 to go with my Lynx belt. And I'll probably get like Lave's ratchet system for the front of that Lynx belt. That seems like mm-hmm. probably the way to go. You know, sometimes you eat lunch and like you need a little extra room there. And I think that ratchet system would help, yeah. help take care of that. Yeah. Uh, so that's my, that's my first one on my Christmas, like actual, I actually want that. Okay. We're going to go back and forth. Top three. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so my number one is going to be a backup gun. Mm. So since we're going to be going shooting single stack, yeah, it's going to be the, the SSC from, uh, the Dan Wesson SSC 40 cal from CZ Custom Shop. They're the only place that has them. So if they still have them. That's it. That's my number one. Uh, you could probably still get it if if you hurry, Jason. Probably could. Yeah. Um, Jason needs to get on that, though. Uh, you have to get shipped out quickly. But that's that's my number one from the old Santa. I need a backup gun. I would really like to have like like matching pistols, matching nineteen eleven. Yeah. I've never had matching nineteen elevens, uh, so that would be amazing. That would complete that'd be, me. That'd be good. Yeah. I've never had like exact matching. Really. I mean, I guess my nine my nine millimeter nineteen elevens are pretty pretty close. Colors are different, but functionally the guns are basically identical. They're both Springfield operator. Okay, so builds. like same same frame and slide. 
Yeah, yeah, those are, I guess those would be qualified as matching. Yeah. I mean, the yeah. other ones are close too, but they're not ex- all exactly the same. Yeah. But My guns were just completely different. Yeah, you yeah, that would be a that would be a good a good thing for you and and for you that would set you up for you know, you're shooting 10,000 rounds a year more give or take. Uh you probably haven't even hit 10,000 in the last couple of years. Um nope. give or take around that, uh those two guns would would you'd get along. You could get along a long life out of having two of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because then you can you can have one that you practice with and you can really limp it around for a long time if you have another one. If something yeah. breaks, you got another one to use. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. Okay, what's your number two? Mm, I this is tough because this is this can also include like skills, uh, which I didn't we didn't actually mm. give I didn't give that stipulation. This can include skills. Um, I'm too poor but to ask I'm gonna, for skills. I'm gonna have to ask for material things. Yeah, yeah, you definitely need material things at this point. <laughs> um, I also would like a new timer. Uh, I've been rocking the CEDs for for like literally since I started and I always keep, I used to always keep two of those because one was old and those things are a little bit fragile and one was old and it's like, you never know when the battery's going to die on it. And then having two, those are just rechargeable batteries. You plug them in and they last a long, they last a pretty long time. Um, but inevitably you forget to charge it and you're at, like you start your practice session and it runs like one time and then it dies. Yeah. And so then if you have a backup, uh, that's, you keep charged up, then you have another one, another timer just to keep going. And my old one completely died. So I kind of have it. I'm kind of looking for a new timer. Uh, I probably won't get the same CED. I'll probably upgrade to one of the new ones, but I don't know which one it'll be yet. I really haven't looked too hard mm. into them, um, and they're kind of expensive. I think, <clears throat> like some of the like like the new ones that are kind of cool and fancy, Dude, they're kind of expensive. And I don't know if I if I need them. Shot timers in general are, seem kind of ridiculous to me. Like, why on earth is it that expensive? Even for like the the Pocket Pro. Like I, I can't imagine why it should be that expensive. Yeah, I mean, I've never been a huge fan of the Pocket Pros um, because like the they don't store The cheapest timer runs. you can get is like 130 bucks. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what the CEDs used to be. I don't know what they are now. Um, that they're used to be about where they were, 130 yeah, bucks. Um, I thought the Pocket Pros were cheaper than that. Seven I mean, years I bought ago. mine. Yeah, I bought mine for one twenty like six years ago. Yeah, the Pocket Pro seems like it should be like fifty bucks. Yeah, because like the pack it does nothing. Timer, it's good. Yeah, deal. yeah, they're basically the same thing. Like they do virtually nothing. They're extremely rudimentary as far mm-hmm. as like the buttons and all that on them. Yeah, and it seems like that the technology that's in that thing should not be one hundred and twenty, one hundred and thirty bucks. No, and I doubt it. I mean, maybe when it first came out, it probably it was, but 
<laughs> like that. Take, I don't think it would still hold true for that. So a primer, I mean, a, a not a primer, a timer uh, is kind of on my list of things for this okay. year. Um, for my second item, I'll take a, a Dylan with an auto drive. <laughs> what is the new one? Eleven hundred? Is that where we're at? The eleven hundred is the the replacement for the ten fifty. Yeah, I'll take that with an auto drive. You don't want to go with the Mark Seven? Just go straight Mark Seven on everything. I don't know which one's better. You tell me. Uh, I mean, I think I would probably like if I was going to buy new, I would probably buy the Mark Seven at this point. Okay. Uh, okay it's yeah, going to give you ten stations versus mm-hmm. eight stations. Um, so there's, which gives you just it, really what that does, and what in our game uh, gives you more stations to have more sensors if you want to run sensors. Uh, so basically just oh. ways to have checks to, to make sure your ammo is all, mm. all good. Um, so that could be pretty, that could be nice. Uh, I would have been a little bit more leery about a Mark seven before Lyman bought them. And, oh, and yeah. when Lyman first bought them, I was really leery. Like, are they buying them just to, just to get rid of it? Um, but since Lyman has it, like Lyman is extremely established, in the reloading world, uh, they're going to be around for a long time. Like they're not going to go away. Um, and so like, I think you're going to have lots of product support for a long time, um, going with those. Hmm. Okay, fine. You talk me into it. So I, I would go with that. You might as well go full, full tilt, mm-hmm. get their primer, like their automatic primer feeder, like just, just go all in. It's like ten thousand dollars. Well, but it's Christmas. You're not paying for it. You don't care. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the point. Yeah, that seems okay. good. You need that. Time is money, Jeff. I do need that real bad, dude. You could buy that, and in three hours, you could have all your ammo loaded for the year. Yeah, at that point, it's like, was it even really worth all the money? Well, how long would it take you to load 10,000 rounds on a 550? 10,000 rounds? Yeah. A while. <laughs> yeah, it would take a while. Like like Yeah, that I mean that's the thing about the, the to me like the one of the biggest advantages of an auto drive is the ability to stockpile. Like Yeah. Like when you're on a 550, you're I mean I guess you can stockpile, like if you're kind of real diligent about going in and just loading for a half hour every day and get your hundred rounds in a half hour or whatever it takes you. Um, but on a half hour with an auto drive, like you're busting out a thousand to fifteen hundred rounds. And mm-hmm. yeah, like you do that for two weeks in the wintertime and you've stockpiled all your ammo for a year. If you're say you're only shooting 10,000 rounds a year, then, then you charge your buddies to come. They can come load all their ammo on your, at your house. Yeah. I mean, somebody could do that. Nobody else shoots here. So that wouldn't really work. 
No. Um, well, yeah, it would probably like if you take into consideration having to like load primer tubes and stuff like that. I'm probably between twenty and twenty-five hours to load ten thousand rounds. You can do. Am I doing my math right? You can do four hundred an hour. Uh, I would say six hundred an hour. I never load for an hour. I lo I load for twenty minutes at a time. Yeah. Yeah. But I load like two hundred rounds. In twenty minutes. Yeah. I mean that's doing pretty good. Yeah. <clears throat> but I'll still take the auto drive since you know I can. Yeah. You would shoot more if you had an auto drive, I bet. Possibly. You wouldn't feel so bad about, like, burning through 400 rounds in a single practice session because you wouldn't be like, dang, that took me, like, an hour just to load that, and I burned through 400 rounds in, like, mm -hmm. an hour shooting. Yeah, that's definitely a factor. And, you know, I'm sure, like a lot of people are aware of, as you get families and and all that uh and you're loading you need 20 minutes to load for the practice like it it can be challenging yeah you can find that 20 minutes oh like yeah there's, there's so many so many places you can shave off time in a day like there's you can only get up so early and if you're getting up so early you can only stay up so late uh so is Jeff admitting that you have to sleep? <laughs> there there are some hours that need to be used for sleeping. <laughs> Dang, Jeff is turning a corner here. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh my my final wish, because we're just doing three. Are we just doing three? My yeah. final wish uh for Christmas for next year would be that anytime I step up to a stage, like to shoot, like at a match, mm -hmm. that I just shoot with total confidence in my abilities. Like just, like no matter what, no matter what's going through my head, like no matter how I've shot before, how I shot in practice, no matter how the match is going, none of that, that every time I step up to there, like I just have 100% confidence that I'm going to execute that stage. Gotcha. So it's not that you actually will do that. It's just that you have the confidence that you'll do that. I mean, I guess yeah. We could ask that we could shoot our we could shoot our to our hundred percent potential on every stage that we shoot. I mean, I guess you could ask that. Uh, but uh, that's not really a fair ask, I don't think. So, uh, so my ask is that I just have one hundred percent confidence humble mm. confidence in myself every time i step up to a stage okay i like it that's that's quite the the request it is i mean i feel like santa jason could could do that for me though jason is my santa and jason wouldn't do that for you Oh, do we have different Santas here? <laughs> you picked Rob. 
Well, okay, fine. I bet Santa Rob can do that for me. Or Santa Phil. I'll take Santa Rob can give me a timer, and Santa Phil can be the one who gives me confidence. There you go. Although You're... I feel like that probably that's probably the wrong way. Santa Phil should give me a timer, and probably mm-hmm. Santa Rob should be the one to give me confidence. Because mm-hmm. I don't think Santa Phil would ever try to give somebody confidence. Right. I feel like you need a a genie for that request. Possibly. <laughs> I'm not sure uh, Santa bestows the emotional strengths. Hey, Santa Santa Rob can. Okay. He's the goat. Uh, he's yeah, he's, he's he's the great one. He can yeah, do whatever he wants. He's the great one. Mm, okay, last one. Mm, I don't know. I feel like I'm pretty set after a gun and a press. Mm. I don't know. That's that's it's tough. That's all <laughs> I really want. I mean, I guess it would just be like for some great experiences with with great people all over the country. That's 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 the thing that I I enjoy the most. So more of that. You you couldn't ask for like like you had one request. You couldn't think of anything. So you didn't you didn't think about taking one for the team and saying, "Hey, how about rule stability for the for the coming year that no rules will change." Or anything like that. I feel like that's too big a ask. I mean, too many things have to happen for that request to be met. All right. So Jeff's going to ask for great experiences. Wait, what was it? Great experiences across the country? Yeah. I just, you know, get to more matches, meet more people, have more conversations. Uh, Yeah. Just more of that. Does that mean I have to road trip with you to grant this request? Yeah, just more of the same. Like like what we've done or what I've done in this sport the last few years is is why I keep doing it. Like Yeah. It's that it's that the part of it that uh, makes it the most fun for me. We need I like to to win. I like to to meet the people and hang out with people around the country the most. Okay, so I'll get a list of existential questions that we can discuss as we road trip to matches in random parts of the country. I hope you do. I hope you do. I don't think people understand how easy it is for me to just, like... Like, and this is so weird for me, because I've not always been this way. Like, just talking to people. I don't know. Maybe the podcast made me this way. Mm, yeah, it's actually a really interesting, like evolution of me. But it is super easy for me to just like talk to somebody for just like hours and hours and hours. I mean, that's good if you're gonna road trip with me because I usually don't shut up. Right. Yeah. Like we don't have any problem keeping keeping conversations going. Unless I have COVID. Not usually. 
unless you have COVID, unless you're actively trying to kill me. Yeah. Then we're usually fine. Yeah. So yeah, I like more it. Of that more of the same. Let's do that. I'm down. Uh, I believe Billy McScrablord has a Patreon shout out for you. To yeah. Give. Okay. So th- I'll try to make this quick. Patreon shout out is just me describing this this video that Billy made, and he's basically he's basically photoshopped. Ben's hair onto my head and put pit vipers on my face. And then there's this like video montage of it like flying through the city and going up on this skyscraper. <coughs> I don't know what the hell it is. <laughs> but I have a mustache and I'm like smirking, so it's it's pretty solid, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know how to shout it out, so there it is from yours truly. I know y'all are loving the the content from Billy. Alright, so if you want to have your own personal Patreon shout out, uh Jeff has a channel on the Discord uh where you can make that happen. Uh mm-hmm. of course it it is Jeff. It does require um a small contribution to his child's college fund. Uh <laughs> but it's worth it. Like you're going to get lots of exposure. Like it can be whatever you want, assuming it's like, not like raunchy or nothing. Uh, I don't, yeah. I don't actually know what Jeff's, I don't know where Jeff's like sensibilities are as far as like what he will or will not. But I assume he would, he would allow you to make it up again. Uh, if he deemed one. Yeah. Uh, inappropriate. Course. Yeah. Um, and like probably raunchy would be like the the side I wouldn't want to go. You can pretty much be as controversial as you want. Yeah. So I don't really care about that. So Yeah, that would seem seem appropriate to me. So anybody that wants a shout out, uh whatever it is, we're happy to do it. Yeah, there it is. And we so we put this question up on the Discord on uh, what you want for USPSA Christmas. We got some answers on here. The T one thousand hanger. Yep. That's from High on Inhalers. Uh, we got several for primers. And primer prices, which yeah, for I some reason not yeah, for some reason Jeremy has dubbed primers not a valid request. He can ask for fucking confidence, but they can't ask for primers. Really Dude, that. we're already at a shortage. We don't need Santa trying to go around and pick up all the extra primers right. out there. Right, I, I get you. We don't need Santa causing the prices to go through the roof. Exactly. Exactly. We got um, consistent throttle control, ability to reduce tension, and unlimited cheap primers. Uh, I mean, so you don't get any of those because you asked for primers. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, that guy. Per Jeremy's rules. I mean, I would never say that, but those are Jeremy's rules. Yeah. 
Uh, Paul Trex wants a range closer to his house where he can practice. That is, I mean, that's mm -hmm. like, to me, like that's one of the biggest limiting issues with USPSA is people's ability to practice. For sure. Yeah. Because a lot of people. You can dry fire, you can dry fire a lot and do a lot through that, but. Yeah. And a lot of people only have access, like, they have to drive quite a ways just to get to an indoor range where they can't draw the gun and they can't shoot fast. And they can't transition. Yeah. Right? And that's pretty much worthless at that point. It's like you can group shoot. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I would be really bad at giving you something productive to do with that, but. Um, then we have, oh, a job that fits the local match schedule or a local match that fits his job schedule from fat, fat abs. <laughs> <laughs> this name cracks me up. Uh, Magnum six wants USPSA to have a hall of fame. USPSA, which hall is kind of, of interesting. Uh, I mean, that's somewhat mm -hmm. interesting uh, what that would okay. entail. Um, he wants it because it would uh, legitimize the sport more. Uh, okay. I mean, I'm not going to, like, argue whether that legitimizes the sport or not. I, th I think it's interesting because, like, like, right now it's a lot harder to get into the Basketball Hall of Fame or the Football Hall of Fame than it was when the Hall of Fame was first – when those Hall of Fames were first brought out, right? Yeah. And so, like, if you're going to have this criteria that people have to be able to meet in order to in get into, like, the USPSA Hall of Fame, uh, like, it would be a very, very small Hall of Fame at this point, right? Like, it would be mm. be pretty Is narrow. there um, generally a, a criteria for Hall of Famers? I thought it was just, like, a vote, like, board vote kind of deal or something or a council vote or something. Uh, it depends on the Hall of Fame. There are some that have like actual metrics you have to meet before you can be eligible. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's still a board vote. But, um, but for the like, I mean, you're correct that most of it is a board vote. But it, after a while, it does become like these are the people who have entered the Hall of Fame and these are the metrics that they have. And these are the people who are not in the Hall of Fame and these are how their metrics compare or don't stack up to the people who are in it. And so you almost end up with a set of metrics that like, well, if this person's in, well, this person has to be in as well. Right. Right. Um, now that that's always, it's always a little bit different because it's not always a matter of metrics. Don't always um, add up like Draymond green, uh, whether you guys, if you know, NBA basketball or not, whether you like the Warriors, whether you like Draymond, I don't actually like Draymond at all. Um, but like statistically, like he will never have the stats to get into the Hall of Fame because he's not like a he doesn't his game doesn't stuff the stat sheet. Like he doesn't score a lot of points, he doesn't get a lot of rebounds, he doesn't get a lot of assists. Like that's not what he plays. I mean, he gets quite a few assists, but like his his metrics from that standpoint are are pretty low. But pretty much everybody that would be on the, like the Warriors team would say like the, they have, sorry, they have four 
championships. They should have had five, but they have four championships. Um, like almost all of them would say there's no way that we have a single one of these championships without Draymond Green. Mm. And so his only metric really is that he was a member of four championship teams. And so does yeah. that get him into the Hall of Fame or not? Um, okay. Sorry, hmm. I went way too far down the, the road on that question. But Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. I do that. It'd be kind of interesting. That'd be an interesting debate, like fill out the USPSA Hall of Fame, like who gets in, who doesn't. Yeah. But until the organization legitimatizes, well, that's a good word, right? Uh, legitimizes, not legitimatizes. You didn't even you didn't even let me re-say it before you corrected me. I couldn't. I couldn't. Okay. Well, before the organization legitimatizes it, <laughs> we could we could come up with our own council to have a hall of fame. You know, mm-hmm. we could have like an unofficial official, have a hit factor hall of fame. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And we could we could ask people that have been around a long time or relevant people in the sport to uh, be part of some sort of committee to to vote on it. That would be cool. I'd would you put Brian Enos in your Hall of Fame? I don't really know. I don't know anything about Brian Enos, dude. I haven't been around long enough. So mm-hmm. that's why we'd have a committee and it wouldn't just be like – you and me deciding. Yeah. I'd have an opinion on stuff, but I shouldn't be the one deciding it. Yeah? Did you? Are you looking for an opportunity to shit on Brian Enos? You could do that if you want. No. No. Oh, okay. I don't know much about the guy, so... I've never been on Benos, as they call it. Well, I mean, that's kind of the... I mean, I, I picked Brian because... Uh, doesn't have a ton of success as a shooter. I mean, like he was good, mm-hmm. and I, and it's been a while since I've looked at his at his history and uh, accomplishments. Uh, he was good. I'm trying to remember if he won a national title or not. I somebody will correct me on that. I don't remember. Um, but I he thought was his very, whole thing like, was that he like was so good that he was bored or something. Uh, I don't know. Or something. Uh. Maybe that was just I don't somebody know. I know that was shitting on him. Yeah, I mean he was he was really he was a really good shooter. Um but he's almost I mean at this point he's more known for his uh the name of a book. I think he has a book. Uh and his I mean the Enos mm-hmm. forum, which I haven't been on the Enos forum a long time, but when I first started that was that was where the information was at, was on the Enos forum. That's where you got got information for things that was basically pre-social media and all of that um he so it has, was so he's had a big influence on the sport he has a big head like you mean like like a big e- well, like, like Big like ego or like like no like physically because like all the pictures i've seen of him he has hair and you can't really tell and you go to the website and he's got a shaved head is hmm. i don't know 
I'm like, I'm not trying to be mean. It's just, it's noticeable. Yeah. Have you ever shaved your head? No. Uh, I mean, not like, not like Bicked, like uh, number two. I don't think I've ever gone to number one, oh, okay. but like a number two all the way across. I used to do that every year. Really? Yeah, because I, would, I wouldn't want to go get a haircut. Mm. So it'd get like real long and I would like, I wouldn't want to pay for a haircut. And so I'd just shave it off. Wow. You're such a, you're such a Chad. A what? A Chad. I don't know what that is. Don't worry about it. That's probably good. Oh, uh, we skipped over uh, Catan. Is that how you say it or you say it Catan? I would say it Catan. Uh, I don't know. The uh, the Discordian? Yeah, I know what you're talking about, but I don't know. <clears throat> uh, he wishes for true love or a GM. Or GM. I mean, I, I, hope you, I hope you find one of those, buddy. I hope he does, too, you know? Like, I think everybody should find, find what they Maybe you'll get there. the two for one. Maybe uh, maybe you'll meet a GM and just true love right there. Could. Could be. Uh, I yeah. don't think Enos won a national title. Yeah, I couldn't find any achievements on there. I don't think he has won a national title. J. <laughs> Billy McScrublord. Oh, no, go ahead. Oh, yeah, Jay Wright, he's next. What do you say? Henning, Henning base pads, better tension management. This is, yes, better tension management's a good one. Uh, win a major in my division. Solid. Solid. I would love to hear what he says, like, when he says better tension management, like, what he wants to do better from that. He wants to not be I so tense. Be... Well, then why didn't... But, yeah, but to, to phrase it as better tension management, that would mean at some point you want some amount of tension. Yeah. But you want to control that tension. I don't feel like it's that complicated. It could be. Uh, Billy McScrublord wants to make it through Dragon's Chup Cup without <laughs> shit pant or dying. Shit pant. Uh, he wants to win major match with a plain T-shirt, no sponsors, logos, or tramp stamps, uh, mm-hmm. and ex- access to Bill Godbolt's autistic savant-esque Meme factory brain. <laughs> I, I mean, solid. I hope he gets all of those things. You know, I hope he do too. I love the uh, the win a major match in a plain t shirt because that's my whole career. So, right, not the winning right. the major match, not the right. winning the major just match, the just the t shirt, the the t shirt part. Yes, right, yeah, yes. Um. Bill wants an actual achievement system from USPSA instead of the stupid badges thing. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. 
Those, those what badges, is the badges thing? On the USPSA website, when you log in and like go to your profile, you'll have like badges for like I've been a member for three years. And wait, really? I'm, I'm classified. <coughs> yeah. So if you had like an actual achievements, it's like, yeah, they're stupid. Like they, they're like participation achievements is what they are. How do you find your achievements? You log in and go to your like profile. Okay. Yeah, you'll have achievements. Yeah, I'll go. I don't to mine. think I have any achievements. Your profile. Well, you suck. You haven't participated enough. Here we go. I'll go to mine if I can remember. I don't have any achievements. No zero achievements. How do you know? No. They must have restricted yours. Are you sure you're not banned? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they, they still take my money, but I don't. I don't. Maybe I am. I don't know what. I, I don't know what these achievements things you're talking about are. So, dude, I can't. I guess I don't have them. To, I can't even remember how to log in. You should go to uspsa.org, and there's a thing that says login. Oh yeah, there we go. Hold on, I'll find this. Thing. Okay, so while Jeff's looking that up, uh, let's see. You go to your classification record. It's right there. Your classification record? Yeah, go to classification record. Where's classification? Oh. You'll have earned badges. Oh. Oh, I do have. Ba I do have some badges. Read them. What do you got? Uh, twelve-year member. Um, wow. I have USPSA single stack grandmaster, limited grandmaster. I'm classified in limited 10. So I think the grandmaster uh, one must be new because that one is like actually kind of an achievement thing. That's the only yeah. one. The rest of them are participation. Yeah. Then it's like, it just lists like. Yeah. Beretta, low-cap like, nationals. It's like you went to nationals. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's... like the the two, like my 2020 nationals, I got third in both these divisions. I have achievements for participating in nationals. <laughs> yeah, it just says this member participated in 2020 nationals. But yeah, you do have the grandmaster, and then, you know, in production, I'm just classified. Yeah. I mean, the 12 year, I mean, like you've been, I've been in it for 12 years. That's, That's not cool. an achievement. I mean, it's kind of an achievement that I've stuck with it this long, right? No. No. Like you should just look so. up here at the joined USPSA and you do a little math and you know that. I don't, I don't yeah, but that's the way I don't badge. have to do math. I mean, I, okay. If you want to have it, they could just put that number right there by your join date. Like, oh, yeah. So you think there should be like, here. like it should like, if you win anything, if you win an area, like area championship above, if you win like your class, your category or what at area championships or national titles, it should be on there. That would be cool for it to track all that for you. And then like state, like national, like stage wins at nationals. 
like it, it doesn't tell you necessarily doesn't necessarily have to tell you which one it just tells you like how many you have that'd be kind of cool yeah i mean i think there's all kinds of cool things you could do with it if but i think you could get away from uh highlighting participation and highlight achievements i think that would be I, I'm down with a that. better way to go yeah <coughs> crm cdm i don't like are you, are you supposed to like try to pronounce that or do you just say the letters i don't know come mm. come to the... <laughs> i don't know uh he, he wants to ba- he wants the bands to be reversed all the bands mm. to be reversed by USB. all the bands well he's said band reversal been... so i assume I mean, do we want is Radar back? Uh, he had a one year suspension, so he's back. He wasn't banned. He was like just suspended. Yep, that was a one year. Uh, that's my understanding. I could be I could be misspeaking, but I'm pretty sure he had a one year suspension. Did uh, oh Cowden? Did he get banned? Oh, he's no, he's eligible. He can shoot. Oh. He had like a two year. Interesting. Okay. Sure. Yeah, no, you can you can shoot at people and you can cheat. Uh right. you just can't talk bad. Well you can't you can't give out correct information to the public that makes the board look bad. If you do that, you will get banned. Even if it doesn't so just don't give out correct information. We're just warning you. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that's it. And then we got some freaking memes and stuff. Sorry. Yeah. So that's the that's the video that I was supposed to describe. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's that makes for terrible uh, podcast audio for me to just watch that video. Right. I was of like Billy McScruffle. Yeah, he sent that to me in a message, and I was like, "How am I supposed to shout this out?" His his brain just works; it just works differently. Uh, it's on another level, bro. I, I think. I mean, I think that is true. Like, I think it is on just a new level. Um, okay, few more, few podcast questions. We have we finished Christmas? Yeah, I think so. Did you do all three? I did my three. Yeah. Yeah. I did three. Um we had a suggestion to have Travis Tomasi back on because he mm-hmm. is a national treasure. And I agree with both of those statements. Yeah. We should have Travis back on. We actually have a whole lot of guests we need to have on. Uh that's a little bit yeah. on me to get that lined up and yeah. get people when they can come on. Yeah, it's totally on you. It's all your fault. That's really I mean, that kind of is. That kind yeah. of is my fault. Yeah. Uh, 40 versus 45 for single stack. Uh, Dern Humpus <coughs> asks us this. Um, I actually don't know if I should be telling people's like Discord's names because I feel like I'm going to end up saying something bad that I don't mean to say, but it's you probably going to happen. You definitely are. Probably. You probably, probably already have. did, honestly. Yeah, Probably. Uh, so 40 versus 45, 
the whole minor discussion is a different discussion to me if you're going to shoot major versus minor. But I was going to say you're going to shoot major uh, and 40 versus 45. If I had no other considerations, it was just I'm shooting single stack and I just have to decide, like, do I want to shoot a 40 cal gun or a 45? I would shoot mm-hmm. 45 every time. Like, I would always pick 45. Yeah. Uh, like, like the gun is designed around that. Like, it's like the recoil is on a 45 is honestly, you can manipulate it a lot because you can go like you go 185 grain all the way up to 230 grain. Uh, and in between that, you actually go heavier or even a little bit lighter if you want. Uh, so you can really kind of manipulate how it recoils. Um, but just that low pressure recoil, uh, on a 45 is just awesome. Like the bullet is moving slower. Like you're not going to burn out a barrel, uh, like almost ever unless you use a really like a like a usually like a really corrosive powder um and the gun's just gonna work like it's just gonna be really it's gonna be a lot easier to make it work you can make it not work but it's gonna be easier to make it work um so again if there's no other consideration i would shoot 45s um now with that with that being said uh I shoot 40s now. I compete with 40s because I want to load the same ammo for my single stacks versus my limited guns. And so I don't want it to change my press over or anything like that. And so that's so I literally for that reason, I built 40 cal single stack guns when it was time to build new guns. And hmm. because it's like I just want to use the same ammo. And you know, you can load 40 a little bit cheaper. Uh just because the projectile is just a little bit cheaper, 180 grain versus 230. And uh, primers, you're at least probably consolidated more on just picking up small pistol primers versus if you're loading 9mm for anything else, uh, having to get small pistol primers and large pistol primers if you're shooting 45. And then is there... For a while, like there was a big run of small pistol primer 45 cases. So then you had to like sort your 45 cases for small primer versus large primer. Uh, it was a big pain. And so, yeah. So hmm. if I had no, no other considerations, I would pick 45. If you have any sort of consideration like that, uh, you might go 40. Um, but as Jeff has, as Jeff has found out, buying like a factory 40 cal single stack there's not a lot of options out there uh you're pretty you're pretty limited from that standpoint and even Uh, even five years ago there was a lot more options yeah there's like yep no options now yeah the 40 s and w is has is becoming a specialty round um because it, it was it was extremely popular and it, like there was brass everywhere because yeah. a large percentage of law enforcement agencies used 40 cal mm-hmm. uh, and they have since almost all gone to nine millimeter um, I don't know that that's universal but it's pretty a huge huge percentage of them use nine millimeter now and so yeah. 40 cal is just not like just getting brass and stuff. Before you could just pick up, you can get police pickup pretty easy. And yeah. now it's harder and harder to find 
more manufacturers are are building and making just nine millimeter guns. They're not even messing with making forties and forty mm-hmm. fives like they used to. So Yeah, and I've I've never shot forty five much, or I haven't shot it much. I shouldn't say that, but yeah, I started with a forty, kind of with the like forty was kind of the thing, you know, five years ago. Little did I know yeah. it was like the end of the thing. You're right. Um, but yeah, it was kind of the thing. And I thought, hey, if I ever shoot uh limited, I'll already be set up to load forty. So I'll just start with forty, go that route, and then you know, forty is kind of dying or has completely died. Um, so yeah, I'd probably go with 45 also just for like, you know, the true religion of John Moses Browning, like shoot the 45. Um, that's true. Very valid point. Yeah. So unless you have a really good reason to shoot 40, shoot 45. I agree. Yeah. And we got a suggestion down here for our uh, single stack raid. We're supposed to be raiding a match uh, this coming year for single stack. Suggestion for the Ozarks Classic. It's been suggested. It's just really early. Yeah, it's too early. Yeah. We also got a suggestion for the Cornhusker Classic. I haven't shot that one. I wouldn't mind shooting that one. I don't know when it is, but. Yeah, I don't know anything about the Cornhusker Classic. And and I'd say, like, I'm not saying the, the Ozarks Classic is, like, the, the match itself is too early, like, that it shouldn't be that time of year. I think that's actually – I think that match fits that time of year really well. Um, mm. It's just for the – for what we want to do with the single-stack raid, if we're going to call it a raid. That's awesome. Uh, that's a good thing to call it. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. The single-stack raid. Maybe we'll make raid. shirts. Jeff, make some shirts. The raid? Yeah. Single-stack raid. Then you can sell them. Oh, yeah. Money. If they want to be on our squad, they got to buy a shirt from Jeff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're going to organize with the match director. Uh, don't let anybody join this squad until they have paid their dues and bought a t-shirt. Yeah. We can do that. If we do the right if we do the right match. But yeah, Probably I feel like uh yeah. Later in the year, I think I think would be a little bit better. Yeah, I think people are wanting to I mean, I think ideally people are wanting to like shoot nationals and then do it. Cuz isn't uh, the other nationals earlier next year, is that right? CL just... nationals is kind of middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. That's and, really kind of the biggest. Single stack holdup. nationals is until October, right? Yeah, like October eighth or something like that. Yeah. So we were kind of trying to find somewhere in between those two. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, to me, like I would love to do it at an area match, just yeah. because it'd be like. Why does Area 3 have, like, 60 single-stack shooters? I don't think we're going to probably get that many people to raid single-stack, but you never know. Right, yeah. Hey, we talk it up enough. You throw in a free gun, we might make it yeah. happen. Yeah, put a gun on the on the single-stack prize table for an area match. Right, yeah. One of these days, I do, if, if, I mean, right now I don't want to 
give the board this much support. One of these days, I do actually want to build a prize gun for single stack nationals. Oh, yeah. We'll just do it for an area match, and the board's got nothing to do with it. The board, yes, they do. Whatever area Why? director is of that area is the one putting on that match. <coughs> no, just walk up there and, and put it on the prize table, and nobody knows it's there. Just, just, oh, just lay walk, it up there. Just, yeah. yeah, like they don't, like don't, don't let them get any uh, support for their match by doing then, it. Just yeah. whenever they announce the single stack winner, just walk up to him like, hey, here's a gun you just won. No, just stick it on the prize table, and then that first person to walk the prize table will just see it. They'll be like, <laughs> what the hell? That would be amazing. It would have to. I couldn't actually do the actual gun because I can't transfer a handgun to somebody out of state. But I could put a picture. You could. You could say you could put a picture, and you could say fifty thousand dollar value. That's right. Be a massive <laughs> tax write off. <laughs> right. A charitable donation, fifty thousand dollars. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right, uh, this can probably be quick. What kind of training to do in the off-season? Don't want to get cold, but it's off-season for a reason, as to not get burnt out. Kind of got to – I think the question is, what kind of training should I do in the off-season so that I can take a bit of an off-season, but I don't want to train just the whole time because I don't want to get burnt out. I mean, I feel like we answer this question fairly often, but... Yeah, we, we kind of... I mean, we got asked this question last week, but we also, like, kind of grazed over it and didn't answer it, and then you answered it, like, last second before we signed off. Oh, yeah. So we'll answer it again. It was from a different person, but it was the same question. Yeah. So let's do that again. So what... Off-season training. What should, like, not what you do, what should a person do? Okay. Is that how we're going to answer it? Yeah. Give this guy some advice. Dude, I don't even know. I'm, <laughs> I don't know. I have not figured that out. The correct thing to do in the off-season? I mean... I feel like kind of the best thing that I have done so far. Now, I'm not telling you this is the best thing to do. This is per my own little niche of sports science, my life. The best thing that I have done is sort of stay involved in shooting. Is like I take a break from competitive stuff. I maybe stop dry firing for a while. But I keep going to my local matches, which are like 15 minutes from my house. I stay involved. I might even still go out on the weekends and shoot and just like, you know, shoot crazy fast, have fun, hang out with people, but stay involved, keeping keeping the brain and the eyes kind of tuned in to, to shooting and shooting quickly and processing information quickly. And, uh, but taking a break from the rigorous discipline you know uh yeah yeah that's probably the best thing i have done in the past not what i'm currently doing but yeah so if i was to rephrase that in what i think you're saying is um 
still go shoot as the as weather and time allows like still go out and shoot but just remove all expectations of anything other than having fun yeah and like i still try hard when i go out like i'm not just gonna go out and not try yeah that just wouldn't even be fun right i'd probably try harder right because i I don't try to pull my punches kind of deal like you just cut loose and, and have fun yeah uh, but yeah you kind of remove expectation but you know cut loose have a good time but that's only if you're actually pulling your punches during the season so i don't it's all you know individual specific yeah uh i mean so my advice is is that a little bit, it changes as you like, depending on where you're at in your career, like as far as shooting wise, like if you just started like 2022, right? Like that was like your first year to compete. Um, like if you're into it, like mentally you shouldn't really need a break. I mean, at least like I'm speaking more, like whenever I say you shouldn't, like I'm kind of speaking to how I was, um, but (coughs) Like Mm -hmm. you haven't been in it long enough to really get burned out. Um, And so like, that's really not an issue for you, but you also haven't like your skill sets are still really green and really new. Um, So there's a greater chance of attrition from somebody who's only been shooting for, I would say even less than like 24 months that if they take a a big break, a big extended break that they're going to see of like a loss of skill set is going to be more drastic than say, like, I know like I have gone quite a ways, quite a while without shooting and pick it up. And basically a few practice sessions and a consistent dry fire for a couple weeks. Like my skill set is pretty much all still intact. Um, Not to say that there's not still refinement that always needs to be done, but like, for the most part, those skills are still there. Like I can pick up a gun now and like my draw time is not really any different. My reload times aren't really any different. I just, with rust, I, I don't hit them as consistently, but the, but the times aren't any different. Uh, if I pick up a gun after not touching one for four months, um, I think that's a little bit different if you're, really new to the sport. So that kind of, that kind of changes what you, what you want to do. Um, I, I wouldn't give anybody any sort of training plan, like, or like, well, you should take, you should never take more than six weeks off. You should never take more than two weeks off before you start. I would never give somebody anything specific like that. Cause everybody's different. They're mentally, they're different. They're constraints. Uh, like I have two, young kids now like that's way different than whenever i was first in the sport and i didn't have any kids uh just Mm -hmm. it just changes life um and so to me like your goal of your off season should be and again this is not necessarily what i do but it should be such that whenever you come back and like your season starts back up how can you get to that and have the least amount of ramp up time if that makes sense. It's like, what can you do during the off season to keep yourself from having to need 
a month to six weeks to two months to get back up to speed from where you ended your season the year previously. Um, that may simply just be physical training, just as far as like just making sure that you stay fit, physically fit. Uh, you know, like that. That could be that could be it. That, that may be all you need. It may be like what Jeff said, just that you're you know go shoot your monthly local, your local monthly match. Monthly local, local monthly, sure. Uh, match like, and that that's enough to kind of keep you fresh. Uh, throughout things like Jared does his, he has like his Tuesday night indoor, like a local mm-hmm. Tuesday night indoor match. I think it's every every Tuesday like that. Like that's a perfect example. He shoots that through the off season without like doing any training, uh, from what I understand, and that that's enough to keep him fairly fresh and into stuff. So. That's what I would say is figure out what you need to do to kind of keep keep your skills enough such that like you can pick the gun back up and it's not going to take you a, a long time to get back to where you were. Yeah, I like that. And I also like what you said about like the first 24 months are a little different because that, that was definitely, I don't know if it's that way for everybody. It was definitely the case for me though. Like, uh, there was the first two years, it was, there was no break, really. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, figuring out what it was. It was collecting all the the reloading press and all the equipment I needed and learning the rules and still just learning how to do everything uh, for about two years. And it was, it was figuring out, you know, what gun I wanted to shoot and what division and traveling to matches and just figuring out how everything works and a lot of progress was made in that that first two years um but you know after two years i was i was definitely ready for a little bit of a break yeah and i think that's that's pretty common uh for people that that go at it hard um to for it to have that pretty similar experience the, the challenge thing for a lot of people uh, is that the end of the year is like when you like I have a buddy that uh, just finished the world shoot or often's like nationals is the last often your last match of the year. Yeah. Um, and so like like that's the like that's kind of the the peak of your season like you've trained like that's where you want to peak that's where you get to so you're like you're the most dialed in. And then you go to this big match and, and honestly, like you learn a whole lot at that match. And so then you're kind of fired up. Hey, I want to fix all this stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. And then it's like, oh, well, I'm supposed to take a break now. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's dude, that's how it is like almost every year. <laughs> and it's, it's tough because it's like, okay, how do I get that? How do I make sure that I get that the fire that I left nationals with? Um, and that curiosity and that desire to get better, how do I, when February, March, April rolls around the next year, mm-hmm. how do I maintain having that sort of fire and ambition to get better? Um, and yeah. at the same time, not train so hard through the winter that by the time you get to the nationals the next year, that you're just like, I'm just, I don't even want to do this anymore. Yeah. Uh, 
that's a, I mean, to me, like that's a personal path and figuring out what, how you're wired. Some people are just wired differently. I think I'm going to try something a little different this year. Like we're going to, we're supposed to go shoot uh, Caribbean Open, right? Yep. I'll shoot that. And I probably won't start training right away since nationals is, you know, October. Yeah. But probably mid to late April, uh, I'll start training. And I think I'm going to start by shooting a match. Whether I, it might just be a club match, it might be a major. I don't know, but that's how I'm gonna start the training. Like I might like drive no fire dry fire leading to it at all. Just like show maybe up and like shoot a, a maybe match like bolt. a week, right? Like maybe a week of of dry fire. Um, okay, but I'm not gonna like get up and dry fire for a month or two before I go shoot a match. Uh, I think it's gonna help me get focused a little quicker and get. Like kind of like the the fire you were saying, like get a little ambition jump start, right? Uh, to do that, like first thing. So I'm gonna try that this year. I'm just gonna be like, first things first. Let's go shoot a match. Let's see where we're at. Let's uh, let's do it. I think the Caribbean Open's gonna do that for you. It will, but I do not need to start training in February. That would be such a long year. That's okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna crush you. I'm gonna crush you so bad at the Caribbean Open that you're gonna be like, dang it, I have got to, I I need a long year because it's gonna take me a long time to get back to there. If dude, if you crush me at the Caribbean Open, <laughs> one it it will not have that effect on me. <laughs> it just won't. I'll be like, well, oh well. Um. <coughs> I've been dry firing two hours a day since you told me you signed up for the Caribbean Open. Oh, good, good, good. I can't even, like, trash talk right now. That's how confident I am. <laughs> <coughs> I can't even do it, dude. No. This is that Santa Claus that he's giving me that. I, he's just, he's, we're starting early with this confidence thing. Yeah. You're just I really actually excited. Not. You're just really excited you finally get a chance at redemption. That's that's what it is. Yeah, that's the, like, that's the match that I wanted like, at. Thank you, Santa. Yeah, bringing me redemption. Yes. Very been, much so. Been longing for redemption since 2020. That's that's true. That's true. <laughs> I have been. It's been so long. It's been so long. All right. That was good. Uh, Merry Christmas, everyone. I really do hope that everybody has a good Christmas, uh, that you get to spend time with friends and family and, yes. uh, and hopefully, uh, that all goes, all goes very well. So, yeah, for sure. We got some, some fun, exciting things coming up in 2023. So everyone have a very Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, spend lots of quality time with your family. Yeah, peace. Uh, stop recording, damn it.